everybody, and welcome back to the Out to Be podcast. It is your host, Katie Zaccardi. That is my name. Can you tell? Can you tell I've been doing like a lot of self care right now? I feel like my voice is very like flowy. End of day. Getting. We're gonna get into it. So it is 9:41 p.m. Uh, two days before this podcast goes out that I'm recording this. Under the Pisces full moon, I almost said new moon, but full moon, and your girl has been feeling it. <laughs> so on today's episode, I want to just talk. We're going to have a talk. It's going to be a solo episode. I'm going to talk about some of the things that I've been going through and learning uh, and experiencing while in Paris, and uh, I think you're going to probably have a lot of takeaways from this. Um, but I haven't done one of these just like sharing episodes in a while and I know that they always really resonate with you guys so I'm excited to do it and I had another episode planned for this week uh, which is going to air next week it actually works out perfect to air next week anyway it's not a big deal Um, and I was going to do a solo episode next week instead but I was like I I gotta talk now (laughs) I was like I am feeling the need to talk I am very much a verbal processor and it's not like I'm using the podcast to process but I do find that um having the podcast or you know whether I'm going live or I'm talking to clients or I'm talking to friends or I'm talking on the podcast it always finds a way to sort of bring closure and even more awareness to whatever it is I'm feeling while being able to also, you know, share it with others and teach others and hopefully inspire others and yada, yada, yada. You know the drill. So, (laughs) so what's been going on? Well, you know, I've been in Paris for the last month. I got here and, um, I had a mold situation with my Airbnb and I had to switch places and I shared a little bit on Instagram about how I was feeling pretty anxious um, when I first got here and a lot has happened. All of that of course is true and important and if you didn't see me talking about it on Instagram I'll kind of start there with the anxiety because it has a lot to do with uh, what I'm going to share deeper in this episode. And what I've been experiencing a lot lately while here. It's really fascinating because a lot of, I feel like, coaches, entrepreneurs, visionary, influencer people, whatever you want to call it, will often talk about travel and how the most amazing thing that they have from what they've created in their life and their business is being able to travel and being able to go everywhere and going on these amazing trips and all that kind of stuff. And maybe it's not... Maybe this is not what everyone else picks up on or perceives, but I definitely find that to be true Um, with not all the people I follow, but with a handful of people I follow that, you know, there's an emphasis on being able to travel, have the freedom to travel, going on trips, experiencing life. And it is inspiring and it is amazing. And of course, I, you know, know that people, and I don't say this to sound condescending but like you guys have literally told me like I've gotten so many dms from people being like I'm so excited for you I can't wait to live vicariously through you I love your videos I can't wait to see your videos all that stuff in terms of me being in Paris so I know that you guys feel that way as well when it comes to um being inspired or being happy uh you know being motivated whatever it is when seeing someone else doing things that maybe you want to do or seeing someone else doing things that are completely aligned with them or, you know, traveling and seeing new places and whatnot. So 
We know that this is true. We we know that this is like vibes, goals, etc. And I also feel like nobody ever talks about the downside of it. And I don't say downside meaning that like you know, pros and cons don't do it. It's, there's a huge downside. But what I mean is that it's not always like butterflies and rainbows and what whatnot. And the reason I say this, and maybe it is for some people, like maybe it truly is for some people. And so they just don't have any negative things to talk about. I don't even like the word negative because it's not negative. It's just that when you are a person who experiences anxiety, it's not always easy. It's not always effortless that's a really good word for it effortless it's not always like joyfully aligned the way you might want it to be and sometimes it's holding two emotions at the same time like more often than not it's not that you're just you know doing whatever and then like in a pit of misery in your anxiety often you're holding two emotions at once so for instance when I got here to Paris now you guys know You know, this isn't the first time you're going to hear I'm a Virgo rising. I've got that earth energy strong in my chart. It's probably not a surprise if you've listened to this uh, podcast or follow me on Instagram for any amount of time that like I love my organization. I love to be in control. I've talked about that on the podcast plenty of times. And I had my Airbnb planned. It didn't work out. I had the mold. I immediately saw it as a blessing in disguise. I wasn't really super flustered by the fact that I had to move. However, the fact that I had to move places did stop me from getting really grounded and sort of like rooting down to where I was when I got here in Paris. It took me like three to four days to find land, settle into my place that I'm now in for the month and um in that time it was okay like it wasn't a huge deal I had a place to stay in the meantime so it really wasn't like a huge inconvenience it was a little inconvenient it was more about how it affected me because I couldn't ground down and how it affected me emotionally so during the first like week and a half ish my family was here for some context for anyone who doesn't know my sister is actually studying here for the year Several, several months back before we could even travel, I had this vision where I wanted to go to Paris with Ziggy and just like jet off and stay in an Airbnb for the month and just like relax and live my life. And um, then my sister decided to study here. So it became the perfect opportunity to go drop her off and stay for the month. And unfortunately, I did not bring Ziggy, but um, my parents also came to drop her off and of course they were gonna do it (laughs) it's not like I was like in charge of dropping her off (laughs) I just latched on to (laughs) it and uh stayed uh, for the month so um although I'm not gonna give her all the credit this is something I did completely on my own it just worked out that she was coming okay anyway point being I was able to stay at their place and they were here for a week and a half my sister was getting settled into college and we my parents and I were like doing the stuff now I studied here in Paris when I was in college and uh we toured like every crevice of this city so there wasn't much that I haven't seen um but while they were here we did a cooking class we uh went to Versailles again but we went to go see Marie Antoinette's um house what is it called Petite Trianon I believe um which was really cool because we love history. Me and my mom love history and Marie Antoinette. Not all history, just like 
that kind of vibe. <laughs> um, English and French royal history. Um, so we did a bunch of stuff. We went to Monet's Gardens, which was like a nice little day trip. We just kind of, you know, walked around for a few days. So there were there was a lot going on. So it was busy. It was moving. And I had um, taken off for that week for the most part. Uh, with the exception of a couple calls, like our out-to-lunch group call, for instance, and a couple of one-on-one calls but with my private clients. But overall, I wasn't really working, and I knew I wasn't going to work, and that was cool. And I was doing a lot of stuff with my parents. I was very active, adjusting to the jet lag, all that stuff. And all the while, I wasn't really able to get settled. I got settled in my own place about halfway through. And once I got settled, it was like this wave of anxiety just washed over me. And I, it was weird because like, on the one hand, I really was excited to be alone. Like I was excited to have my own place and unpack and, you know, buy some groceries and like really settle in and be here. And at the same time, I felt like it's super, it's just super anxious, like super, super anxious. And um, there were a couple of factors, like obviously jet lag is going to be a factor. Um, I tend to get anxious about heat and it was pretty hot out. So I was, and obviously there's like no freaking air conditioning in Europe. Um, luckily where I stay there is, but if you're just like walking around all day, you can't like go into a store and cool off. <laughs> so um, I was pretty anxious about that. But to be completely honest with you, that is not something that I felt in a really long time until recently. And I think it's sort of like it came up because my baseline level of anxiety was much harder. Again, I wasn't able to like get settled. I wasn't able to really get grounded. So I sort of fell into this like little anxiety trap. Um, of course, in <laughs> I, I had looked back from it and I was like, this was like all in the days like leading up to my period where it got really bad. Sorry, men, whatever, deal with it. I said period, okay? Um, <laughs> this is, we're getting real, okay? Because this is what happens. Um, and it was very interesting to actually see that because normally I don't have PMS or, or this experience where like, oh, I get super anxious around my period and then I'm fine. But it ha- it so happened that all of this was happening, right? Like, jet lag, travel, not getting settled, in a new city. Uh, I've been here, but like in a new place for traveling for the first time in like two years, right? So a lot was going on. I'm getting my period. I'm feeling super anxious. But what was weird was that the anxiety, like it didn't, it wasn't casual. It wasn't like, oh, I'm feeling a, a small peak of anxiety. And, you know, it hasn't been like this for a while, but it's just a little bit increased. It like literally went from like zero to 100. And in my worst time of anxiety, I had, I don't know if they're technically called intrusive thoughts when you have an anxiety disorder. Like I've heard people talk about it with OCD before, which I don't believe that I have OCD. Um, but I would call them intrusive <laughs> because in my worst like anxiety ridden time, I would have like all of these thoughts all the time about 
getting food poisoning or getting sick or yada, yada, yada. So I, as again, goes back to like, I want control. I really like to have control. I want to have control over my body. I've got a lot of anxiety about it being hot because I'm afraid that I'll faint or like get really flush or not feel well. And I have a lot of anxiety or I, I mean, like I don't really have it frequently. Um, but I, in the past, I have had a lot of anxiety about these things and about like food and like worrying about getting sick. And when I was in college, I remember one night uh, studying for a midterm. I was with um, uh, my ex-boyfriend, uh, my boyfriend at the time, and we were studying and like I was trying to cook dinner and I was trying to cook chicken and long story short, I basically just like had a full-blown panic attack because I was like, I can't cook this chicken. I'm going to give myself food poisoning. I can't eat this chicken. I need to eat just like a bowl of pasta. Like it was really bad. Tears, stress, panic, like the whole nine yards. And that was like the worst of it. Like that was one moment where I was like, okay, this is like really bad. (laughs) This is, this is a problem. And over the years, I've done so much healing that that is not it's not a problem anymore. I actually have not had those thoughts in a really, really long time. And what I mean by those thoughts is that like sometimes it's in your face it would or in my face, like panic attack, like you can't eat this, you're gonna get sick, you have to do something else, like very aggressive. But sometimes it's just like, um, as it's been happening now in particular, like I'll just be out and I'll just just get this thought that's like, what if you get sick? What if this isn't the place to eat? What if this place is bad? What if this place has bad reviews? What if this is not going to be a good meal? What if this is not going to make, this is going to make you not feel good? Like all this stuff that like rationally and, and now I can kind of brush off and sort of be like, okay, that's just a thought. That's, that's not actually what I think. It's just like an intrusive thought, like, bye, this is not true. Um, but when it first started coming up again, I was like, ah, what the hell is this? Excuse me, this is, this is not what I wanted, please. This is not happening in a while. I was super flustered. I was super freaked out because I was like, ah, I thought we were over this. I don't know why you're back here. Um, because it's genuinely been years since I have had this type of anxiety, which, you know, looking back, it's amazing. Cause I'm like, go me. I was able to really heal, um, so much, you know, physical and physical imbalances and and mental things that have that were perpetuating the anxiety continually so I was very proud of myself to have gotten to that point and of course it it always feels kind of shitty when you backslide so I definitely felt like I was backsliding it hit me hard all at once um there was not necessarily any particular reason for the anxiety uh you know it's not like oh I'm nervous about this, that, or the other thing, or, like, I'm nervous to be alone in Paris, or I'm nervous for whatever, because I wasn't really, like, consciously, I didn't really have many fears. Now, of course, like I said, I would have the intrusive thoughts about the weather or about food. Um, I still don't even see that as, like, me consciously being nervous, because a lot of that is just, like, thoughts that are not mine, (laughs) quite frankly, Um, that would come up because of anxiety, but I had to detach from them. So getting back to what I was saying, like, 10 minutes ago I think that it's really um it's really important to acknowledge that you can hold multiple emotions at once so when this hit I was very much like all right I know I'm feeling this anxiety and at the same time I'm feeling super grateful to be here loving this place like I walk outside and I just like take a deep breath and smile and it feels so good and um I was having a great time with my family you know 
being with my sister was amazing as she's getting adjusted. So it was really interesting and hard at times to like hold these both emotions and feel really anxious and feel like I just want to cry or like I I have like you know you just have like emotion bubbling up or you like you just like feel like you're on the edge of tears and it's not necessarily coming but you just feel like a little off kilter that's completely how I felt again while also being like I love this I love this place I'm so glad I'm here you know no regrets about coming here or anything like that and um you know, it's like, you're in Paris. Why would you have any of these feelings? But that's the thing is that like, yeah, I'm in Paris and I'm having all these feelings and I can't even control it, but it is what it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and I know nobody, nobody ever talks about this because it's not glamorous. And I think that if you are an influencer or you're whatever and, you know, you don't always get vulnerable with your audience or it's not your brand to be vulnerable with your audience, then you might not talk about this stuff. But for me, it is, and I do, so we're going there. Um, so I was experiencing that for, like, the first week and a half, probably to two weeks. Then one of my friends uh, got here about 10 days in, or 11 days in, and she stayed with me for about a week, and then we went down south. So when she got here, I was still experiencing the anxiety for a couple days, but then it dissipated. Um, and I think that was because I was finally like in my own space. Um, she was with me, but she is pretty independent. So she was kind of doing her own thing. I was doing my own thing. I started working again. I had calls on the calendar again. So I had some semblance of like a schedule and a little bit of structure. Um, and again, the anxiety was still there a little bit, but it got significantly better. And then we went down south, um, which was amazing. And I will talk about that in a second. First, though, I want to say that that week before I went down south, I was, again, back in business and figuring out, you know, what I was going to do. I actually shouldn't say figuring out because I had plans and I knew what I was going to do and I had a plan to launch the mastermind. And um, I had decided this um, about a month ago. So at the beginning of August, we had or actually at the end of July or like middle of July, we had finished the out to launch launch Brie Noble and I's program out to launch, which we launched together for the first time in June. So we had wrapped that and I had been getting some questions about doing a Patreon edition. I had teased it before, you know, our first round of out to launch, we included Patreon and program. So like, uh, separating it out with Brie to be just for the coaches was taking you know, like just that niche for the program. And I know some people wanted to do a Patreon version of it. So I had talked about it a little bit and I was getting some questions about it. And because I was getting some questions about it, um, originally I was going to sort of pivot in a slightly different direction. But I said, you know what, let me, let me just see about this. Let me just see what's the what. So I sent out an email to my list and I said, you guys want this? And I got a bunch of responses. I got like probably like 10 or 15 responses of people being like, yes, I'm interested. Give me more information within like 48 hours, like <laughs> or 24 hours, really. Um, and so I had messaged Brie and I was like, all right, they want this. Would you be down to do an affiliate thing? Because I'm thinking if I'm going to launch this, I'm going to launch it to my list super quickly and casually and maybe do an affiliate launch because uh, Brie and I had noticed that when we launched out to launch, there were a lot of people who were like kind of confused and who wanted to launch a Patreon uh, or who, who wanted to launch other things but didn't understand that what we were doing 
together was specifically just for coaches. So we knew there was kind of an audience there. And uh, I reached out to her and I was like, let's do an affiliate thing if you're down. She was. So super quickly, um, we just like, well, I really just like slid into this Patreon launch and um, it, it went amazing. It went really well. It was incredible. Actually, it was the most spots I've ever sold. I'm, I'm not entirely sure if it was the most uh highest uh revenue launch probably not especially because there was affiliate stuff um in terms of how much I sold I'm not sure if it was the highest revenue however it was the most spots we've ever sold in a group program which was very amazing uh very amazing um (laughs) so why am I telling you this so I had thought about launching the mastermind in like well February we were gonna do it canceled that X didn't work out, didn't want to do it, wasn't in the brain space to do it. Then I was like, okay, maybe I'll do it in like June or May. Um, however, the, little did I know that Brie and I were going to collaborate and we were going to launch out to launch. Um, amazing, beautiful, perfect. Okay, so I didn't launch it then. So I thought, okay, I'll do, maybe I'll do it in August. So that was like the next sketched time. And then August comes around, out to launch Patreon is basically like presented to me and like the universe is like pushing me towards it like hey this is what your people want this is very gonna be very easy for you so I said okay you know what actually I'm realizing I don't want to launch the mastermind in August and start it in September because I don't want to have to be on all these coaching calls in September because the mastermind is a one-on-one hybrid program it means that everyone gets one uh, private call with me per month and we have multiple group calls per month and everyone gets private Voxer access to me plus group access. So essentially it means I'm taking on like 10 more private clients <laughs> and that, it, you know, it's not quite that because they're not private clients, uh, they're mastermind clients, so they don't get as much access to me as private clients. However, that's like what it felt like energetically. It was like, oh, 10 new people who are going to need all of your time and attention. And when I thought about doing that and then having that on my plate while in Paris, I was like, I don't want that. I don't want to be having to do like 10 extra, 10 plus extra calls per month. That doesn't feel super aligned. Um, And looking back, I'm like, I don't know if it would, if that actually would have been as big of a deal as I was making it out to be. Maybe it would have. Maybe, because, yeah, because it is not just the calls. It's also the Voxer access. (laughs) Like, I go hard with my clients. Like, if you are a client of mine, we're going hard. If you're Voxering me and you need support, like, I am there for you. Day of, we're talking it through. So, um, depending on how much my clients need is how much I'm giving. You know, if they need, if they're having a light week, cool. So am I. If they're having an intense week, I'm there for them. I'm working through this with all of my mastermind and private clients in Voxer. And of course, we've got out to launch going on. And so we've got our calls, we've got our Slack channel, it's popping off and supporting all the clients there. So I just thought about the mastermind. I was like, that feels a little bit heavy. Like, I don't know if I want to be running that in September. I feel like I want to have a little bit more flexibility with my schedule. The time difference would make things hard. So I was like, but out to launch with the group program, that's something that is not as intense. And uh, out to launch Patreon, I should specify, is feeling like really aligned to do and again it's just like falling in my lap so got together launched it to my list did a patreon or did a um uh, affiliate launch with brie and 
put it out there. And again, we had a really successful launch, something that was barely planned ahead of time. Uh, we did a little bit planning, but like one or two weeks of planning and then really just slid right into it. Um, I'm going to talk about this more on a future podcast with Brie about like why that launch was so successful because that is not the point of this episode. Uh, but stay tuned for that because it's going to be a really good one. But I was very lucky, you know, we had done all this warm up for Out to Launch. So it really seamlessly led into Out to Launch Patreon for those who had been really paying attention but didn't want to launch a coaching program, but they wanted to launch a Patreon. So we do this and then I'm like, all right, you know what? Let me launch the Mastermind in September because that way I can like launch while I'm in Paris and it won't be as much work as like running a program in Paris. I can just really casually launch it and just like do some posts and you know, that kind of thing. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking because I don't like literally never in my life have I approached a launch. Even if I've tried, I've never approached a launch just like, oh yeah, it'll be like barely any effort. (laughs) Like what? Like literally what was I thinking? Because that's the assumption I was putting into the mastermind launch. And then it was not like... I don't, (laughs) it was never going to happen that way. Okay. It was never going to happen that way. So I dive back into the, to work like a week and a half into being here in Paris. And I'm like, all right, got to prep for the mastermind launch. Cause of course I did no prep before I left. I was like, I have to like revamp the sales page. I didn't even outline the exact dates. So I was like, just, you know, outlining the dates, revamping the sales page because the program has changed a bit. And I wanted the copy to reflect that, of course. Um, so I spend like a couple days doing that and then, uh, we moved really quickly into the early bird launch. And the thing is that like, I didn't give myself any time to think like, <laughs> like looking back on this, I was just like freaking bulldozing through this, like literally out to launch, launch, considering my next move, bulldozing into out to launch Patreon packing for Paris, coming to Paris, hectic first week and a half in Paris. Okay, it's the mastermind. Don't even breathe. Don't even think about it. Just do it. And lesson learned a second time, but I didn't learn it the first time apparently because I should know by now from last time we tried to launch the Patreon or the mastermind that that is not the move and that I cannot do that. And so while I have very consciously uh on my brain this idea of like girl you're about to go into the mastermind launch and you know this is really scary because last time you canceled it and my ego is saying like you better sell out this time it better be really good because you canceled it last time so you have to have a really great launch this time I don't know like why that was coming up for me because I it didn't really you know I don't like really feel that way deep down um but it was just sort of like the uh self inner critic whatever you want to call it like negative Nancy imposter syndrome voice like again the sort of like external voice that's not necessarily like my true thoughts um but these thoughts that would just like sort of pop up and try to self-sabotage things that I was feeling and so I literally have this on my brain I'm about to start the master the mastermind launch and I know that like something in my gut isn't completely right. And I thought that the this isn't completely right feeling sort of came from not having the sales page updated, not having like the new program 
presented on the materials that we have. Um, and so I was like, okay, I, I, you know, once I updated that and I got clear on like what I wanted to say and what I wanted to really represent with this program and all that, um, I felt better. And I did feel better, but I was also just like telling myself I felt better. Like I was just telling myself, okay, it's aligned now, even though in my gut, like in my gut center, I didn't get that feeling of this is aligned. And this is something I've really been trying to work on. Those of you who followed our series this summer would have listened to the podcast episode about human design. And for my human design as a manifesting generator, something I have been trying to do a ton is really, really, really listen to my gut (laughs) because uh, that is what I'm supposed to do. And a lot of times I just plan and I plan and I plan because that's like the Virgo resing me. That's where I feel comfortable. That's where I feel in control. And so I'll just like plan forever and ever and not necessarily take time and space and breathe and actually just like listen to my gut. So as a manifesting generator, my strategy is to respond. So it's basically to just see what comes to me and then see what feels good. Uh, And, you know, not saying things like I have to, I need to, I should do this, but instead to really just like examine things, sit with things, Um, not necessarily forever and ever, but to see what's coming my way and to see in my gut, all right, how is this feeling how are, you know, how is this feeling in your body? Is this a hell yes? That kind of thing. And um, it's sort of like in that gut, I believe our authority, the authority is like sacral. So it's like um, that sacral energy, that like gut feeling that like, oh yes, this is it. Or, oh, this is really exciting. Or, oh, this is not good. <laughs> like, you know, when you just feel it in your gut where you're just like, ugh. It's okay, but like it's not sitting the best with me. So this is something that I have been trying to really, really, really get in touch with. Now, when you have anxiety and when you are Gemini moon, dare I say, which I am, you <laughs> it don't stop thinking and you get in your head a lot and everything is very much in your head, overthinking, thinking about things, thinking about how things are going to play out, thinking about the what ifs. And um, even thinking thoughts that like aren't yours, for instance, with just intrusive or anxiety ridden thoughts that you do not want to claim that are not actually yours, but are coming up for you. It can be very hard to decipher those thoughts from what is actually true in your gut. So like if you're like going back to my example, if I'm having a thought that's like, what if you get food poisoning? It can be really easy for me to be like, my gut's telling me that I'm going to get food poisoning in this place and my gut's telling me that this is not the best place to go and I need to move. However, that is not always the case. Actually, like often it's not the case. Sometimes it's just that thought that's telling me it. But in my gut, if I were to truly get present, grounded, you know, be able to work through that anxiety, I would feel differently. So... All of that to say, it can be very difficult to get in touch with yourself and get in touch with that gut response when you're feeling anxious as it is and when you're not even giving yourself time and space to process things. No freaking duh, seems obvious, wouldn't you think? Um, (laughs) But again, this is where my lesson is learned because I 
didn't do that. <laughs> Simply put, I did not do that. Um, so I start the mastermind launch. We do the few days of early bird. I know that I'm having this imposter syndrome come up. Um, and this gut feeling that it's not quite right, but I'm really just brushing it off as like, oh, it's imposter syndrome or, oh, whatever. It's just like, I have to do this. You know, I said I was going to do the mastermind launch. There's no other time to do it. I have to do it now, which is not the place that I truly want to be operating from. It is not the place I have consciously decided I want to be operating from. However, it is the place that I was operating from. So we have that there. And then I go down south um, from Thursday to Sunday of that week. And that was this past weekend. So I leave bef- the night before I leave, I had an energy healing session with, uh, Shalane Carter, who was on the podcast. So after our podcast episode where we talked all about chakras and everything, if you haven't heard that, go back and listen to it. It's awesome. Um, I did an er- energy healing session with her and I just loved it so much. And it really filled, um, I don't want to say like it filled a void, but I had been looking for another source of support that was a little bit more spiritual and mindset based. And I had thought about mindset coaches, you know, hiring a mindset coach or doing other types of stuff. I thought about doing Reiki, you know, and moral of the story is when I had my first session with Shalane, which was just a one off, I was like, this is freaking awesome. Um, because what she does is really cool. It's energy work. It She is bouncing your chakras, like clearing your energy and sort of reading your energy as she goes through it. And as she goes through it, goes through your chakras and sort of sees where you're at, she will, you know, bring up things and say, all right, you're feeling a little black tear. Let, you know, let's talk about it. Especially based on the intentions that I go into the call with, if there's something specifically I feel like I'm struggling with or that I want to work on. So I had an energy healing session with her and it was my first one since I got to Paris because scheduling was just like so hectic and I was bouncing around without a place to live. So we didn't have a call for the whole time I was here until that night. And on that call, I basically just shared with her, you know, I'm feeling stuck in these ways Um, I'm feeling like I am in a constant cycle where it's just like going, 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 (laughs) like I'm always going, I'm always doing, um, and it feels like I should maybe be like achieving more than I'm, than I am, or it feels like I am constantly doing or constantly like stepping into this new level, but then something else will come up to make it feel like I'm not really building the way I want to build and like laying the foundations of my life and in my business and financially and like all of these different areas that I really want to be doing. So we were talking about that and she was like, girl, you got to work on receiving <laughs> and giving and receiving and receiving and receiving and receiving with ease and, and whatnot. And when we were talking about it, uh, you know, of course there was a ton that went into this call, but we were talking about the business and mastermind launch at one point and she was like, well, why don't you cancel it? And I was like, I can't cancel it again. Like immediately I was like, I can't, I can't. Like I did that last time. I can't, I won't, it's not going to happen. I'll just approach it in a different way. And, uh, it, then I, you know, we had a great session again, blah, blah, blah. I leave for the south of France the next morning and of course we're like at the beach I get there and like immediately I take a deep breath I'm like oh my god this place is so relaxing like you just feel the energy first of all we were there with all literally 
bunch of retired couples from like France and England. It was just like all retired couples. Um, so, you know, no party energy. Everyone was moving at a very slow pace. It was a vibe. It was, it was so juicy. And you could feel that. It was so palpable. Like as soon as we got out off the train and we got out of the Uber and everything. So this was super juicy for me because I got to spend some time in water and spend some time relaxing. And I basically just committed at this point. All right. We did early bird, you know, so we, we opened applications for a couple days and, uh, you know, the program's not full yet or anything. We, I actually didn't even start talking to people. Like there really hadn't been much movement in that sense. Um, cause it, you know, it takes time to get in touch with people after they've applied, like, it's not the fastest process in the world when you're vetting people for a high level program like this. So nothing had really moved forward with the mastermind in that sense. Like there wasn't anything that had happened. It's not like we had like enrolled people and oh no, we have to refund people. Um, if that was the case, I probably would have had a different reaction, but because it was slow moving as expected, um, you know, I was sort of like, all right, we, we closed the early bird apps let me just, let me just take a break this weekend. Like, let me, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe I'll pick back up. Maybe I won't, but I'm just going to take a break this weekend. Like, I don't care. I, I need to take a break. I need to like be really present with this trip. I need to let myself process things. And I did. And I did, I did. And the beach was very healing and the water was very healing and the energy of that place was very healing. And while I was there on the beach uh, one day, I started reading this book. So the book is called The Universe Always Has a Plan, The 10 Golden Rules of Letting Go, and it's by Matt Kahn. And I started reading it. I've had it on my bookshelf for like probably two years. I'm so bad at reading. I literally need to be on a beach, on a train, in an airplane, or somewhere where like the only thing I'm allowed to do is read <laughs> at the pool. That is like the only time I will read. Um, and so I brought it with me. I said, I just thought before I left, you know what? This is going to be a good book to read while I'm here. Little did I know. Um, I haven't even finished the book yet. I've only read about four chapters. But I read the first chapter while on the beach uh, on one of the days of the vacation. And the first chapter is called You've Done Nothing Wrong. This is very interesting because it's basically just about like forgiving uh, yourself and recognizing that you have done nothing wrong. And, um, you know, sometimes things might not go the way you wanted them to, or you might make mistakes even. And it's easy for you to look back and for your ego to sort of be like, ugh. You should have known better or ugh, if you knew what you knew now, you wouldn't have done that. Or like, oh, you made a huge mistake there. And I kid you not, I'm, <laughs> I can't find it exactly right now, but I swear there is a, um, <laughs> there is a literal part of the book where it's like, sometimes the universe will give you these experiences so that you can learn and remember the lesson to forgive yourself. And the next day... <laughs> I we were going to the spa uh, in a town a couple um, towns over so it was like two train stops over and we <laughs> we didn't take the train all the way into the train station that uh, that it was so I was in Kulwar I don't even know if that's how you pronounce it but um, we had taken the train station our, our train from Paris got in a few uh to a different station basically we took an uber to the town and the local station we hadn't taken that train station before 
So we were pretty hectically um, going to the train. You know, we walked to the station. We hadn't walked there before. It's like a 10-minute walk. We get there. Um, we didn't have tickets ahead of time. And it was a little confusing because the station was closed. But there was, like, a machine that we had to find to get the ticket. So I'm trying to get tickets on my phone um, or see if the machine will work. And I'm like, oh, let me check the map to see which platform we have to be on. So I checked the map. Um, and I just like totally had it in my head, like the wrong direction of what we were going. Like I was literally looking at a different town and I'm like, oh yes, this town is that way. That is where we're going. We weren't even going to that town. I just had that in my head because I had been talking about that town to, uh, one of the travel people there, um, like in the travel office, like the tourism office earlier because she was telling me, uh, something about, Ubers. I was trying to make sure that I could get to my train back to Paris on time. So I had been asking her a couple questions about like trains versus buses versus Ubers. And so she had mentioned that town because she was like, it's five minutes away, but it's like 20 bucks to get there. And anyway, I had this town in my head. I'm looking at this town on the map. I'm like, oh yes, it's this direction. That was not the town that the spot was in. So (laughs) the town the spot was in was in the other direction. So we get on the platform. My fault Although I'm not going to call it my fault because I'm going to forgive myself. Um, but it, because of what I said, because of what I had thought, we get on the train in the opposite direction. Like the platform is for the train going in the opposite direction. So we're also like still trying to buy tickets. So like I buy myself a ticket. My friend's phone's not working. So then I buy her ticket. I'm like very immersed in this. And while I'm doing this, a train comes on the other side of the platform around the time of our train. And I was like half sort of paying attention to it. Like I noticed there was a train there. I didn't necessarily notice the time enough to be like, oh shit, this is very obviously our train. Train tickets are one dollar okay literally one euro so super cheap and easy to take the train um but we missed it (laughs) because we're on the wrong platform and it wasn't until a few minutes after when the time had passed for our train and I was like that was our train like that was completely our train so with less than 24 hours after reading this book and you know, making sure I'm, oh, I'm going to take time, I'm going to relax. I have this lesson smacked in the face that is fully just like, okay, you got to forgive yourself, bitch. <laughs> like, and I was so mad at myself. Oh my God. I cannot even explain to you how mad I was because I, it was just like the stupidest mistake. It was such a simple, stupid mistake. Like if only we had just been on the other side of the platform, we would have, made the train we would have gotten there on time you know all this stuff one euro would have cost us barely anything we had a lunch reservation and then a spa reservation so we missed the train the next train is not coming for an hour if not more and we had no choice but to call the taxi thank goodness i had been in the tourist tourism office and got the number for a few taxis in case we needed them so we called the taxi we wait like 15 minutes for the taxi to come uh while we're waiting I call the restaurant we change the reservation because we're gonna be late now and then the taxi comes he's cool dude like it's perfectly we have a nice conversation about traveling here traveling in the U.S. it was very nice ride and everything um and my friend is literally just like yeah I don't care I'm mad because it was my fault it was my stupid mistake I'm mad because like, all right, now we're gonna have to spend $25 on an Uber to go to this place instead of $1 for the train, which is just like, you know, not the plan, like unnecessary just because of my stupid mistake. 
And I also have it literally front of mind. Like, as we're waiting for the taxi, I start laughing and I'm like, this is the lesson. Like, this is, <laughs> this is what the book said. This is what the book said. They said it was going to happen and here it is. Um, and then chapter two of that book is like, anyone who blames you isn't happy. And also, like, don't blame yourself. And I'm like, all right, I get it. Okay. <laughs> so... You know, it's very much smacking me in the face of, like, I have to work on forgiving myself and I have to work on um, being changeable, amiable, being able to go with the flow a little bit more, which is hard for me. Um, and a lot of ways, it serves me to not go with the flow. Like, it serves me to plan things and to plan ahead. And it does serve me a lot of times and it's very comfortable for me. But... It is not always what I need. And I think that like my biggest lesson forever is going to be letting go uh, to let more in. So of course I have this theme come up in my own thought pattern where I start to realize like something's not right here, but I'm just like sort of, I just keep going forward. I'm just going to keep going forward. I have the energy healing session and she's like, you need to like, you need to receive like you need to just receive <laughs> not just do but just receive and then I'm down here I'm being smacked in the face with the lesson of like you forgive yourself you know obviously with that and in my experience experiencing that came uh not nothing's not everything's gonna go the way you planned like things are gonna happen you just need to go with the flow it's not always gonna be ideal but it's okay it's it's not a big deal and shortly after I, I realized and I knew it, you know, it's like I knew it, but I sort of am very much aware of the thought that I'm just doing too much. If it wasn't obvious to you, which it probably was, <laughs> it was a little less obvious to me. And again, it's like the same lesson I learned back in February or thought I learned back in February. And it's the same thing repeating itself. And I'm I'm bummed out a little bit that it keeps happening around the mastermind launch because I really want to run this program. However, I also think the reason it's happening around the mastermind launch is because the mastermind is a really fucking beautiful, gorgeous, like intense program. And when I say intense, I mean it's intense because like the transformations that you will have inside of it are intense. And also, it's a lot of energy. Like, to run the mastermind is taking on 10 beautiful souls into the energy field, holding space for them every single day. Like, it's a it's a lot. Um, and I love it. And I love running it. And I want to run it again so bad. But it is a lot to take on. And so I think that for other programs or other launches, even other group programs that just, like, aren't, quite frankly, aren't as intense. Like... The mastermind is not based around videos. It is based around coaching uh, and implementing and holding space and learning and, you know, personal growth and things like that. Whereas out to launch, it's like the students are, are, our clients are watching the video modules and then we're getting on calls and in Slack and answering questions and talking through things. But they, there's more guidance there and a lot of the work I've already done through the recorded videos, right? Whereas the mastermind, it's just super, 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 super present. It, it requires so much presence. And so I think the reason it keeps coming up around this is because as I like approach to go into a mastermind launch, I need to be present. And if I'm not, 
it's not going to work. The launch isn't going to work, but the program's also not going to work. So I have this realization and I have, uh, you know, just this glaring freaking obvious ass thought that's like, you are doing too much. <laughs> you are doing too much, girl. And I realized that like, I don't even know. I'm like, I don't even know where I've been. Like, I don't even know what I've been thinking or feeling this whole trip. I just feel like I've been having an outer body experience and not in a good way. And it's, it's not to say that it hasn't been good because it has been like, I've been doing a lot and experiencing a lot and it's been great and yada, yada. I've said yada, yada, like three times in this episode and I'll probably say it more. So just bear with me. It's, it's hard when you're talking to yourself <laughs> for 48 minutes now. <laughs> so, um, you got to fill in the blanks. Um, but I knew this and I, like, I was having a great trip, but then when I really took a second to like truly stop and breathe, I was like, what am, like, what am I doing? Like, I have not really just been fully rooted into this. I've been a little bit up in the air and that, you know, anxiety doesn't like anxiety pulls you up. I feel like anxiety is like wearing a balloon on your back, like a backpack with a bunch of balloons. And it just like lifts you a foot off the air. You're like, all right, I'm cool. I'm here. I'm experiencing everything. I'm like pretty much on the same level as everyone, but I'm not touching the ground. Like I'm not like fully grounded. I'm not like fully here, fully supported. And so that's what it felt like this whole time so far and moving so quickly through the mold hotel situation, through getting settled, through doing all this stuff with my family, doing all the stuff with my friend, getting back into work, getting immediately into the mastermind launch. Like I just had no time to breathe and rest. And I'm hit with like this feeling of almost regret. And I don't even necessarily like saying that because, of course, I've, again, still got that chapter of, like, you need to forgive yourself. You did nothing wrong. Um, And I didn't do anything wrong. It's not about doing anything wrong. But I just feel like, oh, I want to have, make sure that for the rest of this trip, I am fully in it. And part of that, too, is also that I have just been, like, filling the space. So a lot of, I sort of glanced over this, but I'll bring it back now. A lot of what I was feeling was very much um, out of loneliness or like fear of being alone. Now, I wasn't even alone when this started to come up. Like I had my parents and my sister here uh, and then my friend came, but there was like a five to seven day <laughs> a week within there or days within there that I really just felt like it's super weird because I'm craving alone time and I also am dreading it. Like dreading the feeling of having to entertain myself and do things by myself and be by myself and process through like whatever was just sitting at the brim there. And so... <laughs> I kind of forget where I was going with this. It's relevant, I swear. <laughs> My train of thought is like looping round and round. But anyway, I was feeling this loneliness before I left for the South. And then I got down South, had all these re- revelations. And 
um, got back here knowing that in this last week I was going to be alone. Like it was just me, no visitors. My sister is still here, but like this is just me alone. And oh, yes, here we go. I had been filling the space, like endlessly filling the space of being alone. I wanted to be alone. And some, you know, I wanted to be alone. I wanted to do yoga. I wanted to catch up on my podcast. I wanted to watch some videos. I wanted to practice French. Like I wanted to make myself dinner or just like, you know, lie in bed and scroll on TikTok. Like I wanted to be alone so bad in uh, many, many days. And I also just like, dreaded it and was having a lot of anxiety from it and also even though I was alone I was still filling the time with stuff work mastermind stuff other work stuff uh you know like listening to podcasts listening to videos like I felt like I was always catching up I always have something to listen to and I don't regret that but like I've got like three courses up right now I've got a French course I've got an astrology course I've got a couple other courses on the back burner. So I always had something up. I was always like doing something and filling the space and just like everything was always super packed, right? Now, when I imagined what it was going to be like in Paris, I wanted to come here so that I could just live and be and have space. And I even brought the book for the life coaching and hypnotherapy and NFT, etc. certification that I have because I bought this program to get certified like years ago, like a year or two ago, and I still haven't finished it. And I was like, I'm going to finish it while I'm in Paris. I'm going to have all this time. I'm going to have all this space. I'm going to like just leisurely walk around and I'm going to have my leisurely days and I'm going to finish this thing and it's going to be so juicy and good and calm and it has not been that at all it has not been like juicy and calm and slow it has been fast and hard (laughs) Uh, and there's not again not always bad but that was not the real original like intention or vision that I had had for this trip and it took me a long time to realize like you are not doing what you really want to be doing you are not like being how you really want to be. So, alas, I have realized it. And unfortunately, it comes with, uh, you know, some obstacles because I did once again start a launch and my ego is not thrilled about the idea of like canceling it or like having to make an announcement about canceling it or anything like that. But I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I, I, I don't. I do not want to do it. <laughs> because I just don't want to be filling the space all the time. I don't want to be launching all the time. I don't want to be doing, doing, doing all the time. And this launch right now, unfortunately, is going to mean that that's not the case. I want to have time and space in my life right now for the next two weeks while I'm still here to breathe and to do and to be and to just just basically just do the bare minimum in work um, but also just do what's called to me again going back to that manifesting generator it's very much of like what is in my gut that I want to do today some days I could spend a whole day 
writing to podcasts and it's going to, you know, reaching out to podcasts or pitching to podcasts, it'll feel so good. Some days I'll spend a whole day doing a sales page and it'll feel so good. Someday I'll spend a whole day on calls or wanting to be on calls and it'll be so good, right? Sometimes and right now I'm feeling this urge to step back and to uh, reorganize a little bit. Just make like take a breath in the business and take a look at the program, see where every program can have improvements, see where I need to prepare for my next launch, where we're launching out to launch again. You can get on the wait list if you want. Um, Katie'sCardio.com slash out to launch wait list. Um, and I'm feeling a desire also to dive into this certification that I really put on the back burner and complete that. And what I need to do that is space because I want to do all of those things while still having space. So I need a lot of space. I need a lot of space in my life, in my schedule, in my brain to be able to do that. Um, so I'm not saying I'm like canceling the launch, but I am saying I'm not doing it. (laughs) Now that being said, you can still apply if you want for the mastermind. And, um, at this current moment, I don't have an exact plan for precisely when it will run. Um, but it hopefully will be soon. Um, I should have more clarity on that soon, but I don't want, I didn't want to force myself to like get clarity before this episode. Um, because what I know right now is that I'm not going to be actively launching it right now. Uh, however, what might be a better fit if you've been thinking about the mastermind or applied or wanted to apply or anything like that is private coaching because that is something that I do have a few spots open for. If the mastermind is exactly what you want, you can go ahead and apply for the mastermind and we'll make sure that uh, when we have a date that we're going to be running the program and opening doors next um, or if we just like happen to get a bunch of casual applications (laughs) and we don't have to open doors, um, that would be great. Um, And then I don't have to launch and we can run the program. (laughs) So um, if that happens, obviously we'll we'll keep you guys in the loop. So all that to say, like, if you want to apply, apply. Um, Or if you want private one-on-one coaching with me, I am going to have a few spots. I have one spot open now and I'm going to have a couple spots open like at the end of September and uh, next month. So there is some space in my schedule to take on a couple more private clients. So... You are welcome and I invite you to reach out to me or apply for either one of those things. And yeah, it's kind of scary because I I actually feel very light and relieved right now. Like after recording this episode and even just saying that last bit, I feel very light and relieved to let myself off the hook. Um, and anything that is not feeling that way is really just my ego coming in. Um, And something else that I've been processing through, can you believe I've been talking for an hour and I'm going to keep going? (laughs) I hope you're liking this episode. Um, And also, sorry for all the ums and buts and whatever. I'm like not editing editing this as I go. So you're just going to have to live through it. So in the sort of like last phase of processing and realizations, Uh, that I've been in the last few days (laughs) has come this uh, question of like, well, what really is, what is the priority here? You know what I mean? And it's really scary to cancel the launch because like I had a lot of my projected income relying on this program and this launch and this recurring income coming in. 
So to let go of that feels like <laughs> silly, stupid almost. Like I could ask myself like, are you dumb? Like why would you do that? Um, <laughs> but it also doesn't feel heavy. Like again with the duality, Heyo Gemini Moon just like coming in super strong always. It's very much like I feel like deep down in my gut, I, I'm not worried about that. But my ego is like, girl, what are you going to do? <laughs> like, where are you going to get that money? Like, what, what the heck? Why are you doing that? And I was walking around today. I got a crepe for lunch and then I was just walking around shopping and I did a lot of thinking, had a lot of just quiet time. And I was thinking as I was walking to lunch, like what? Yes, that's true. Yes, I might be giving up income, quote unquote, but like, what if money is just not the most important thing? And again, this also calls back to something that um, we had talked about in my session, my energy healing session with Shalane, because um, I was talking to her about how I was really just craving stability. Like, I didn't feel grounded. I was craving stability. You know, we're talking about income, money, all this stuff. And I felt like the only thing to reach or the only thing I needed to reach my goals was money. When money is not, I mean, obviously money contributes to stability, but it wasn't even necessarily the kind of stability I was looking for. Like I was really craving like groundedness and, and other multiple types of stability, not just financial. Yet I was seeing money as like the solution and the end all be all to everything, even though it wasn't like, even though it wasn't. Because if I have a really big month or I have a really great launch, it feels great and then life moves on and life goes on and it's not like it like changes things completely or creates this long lasting sense of stability. Um, and so it was really fascinating to examine that and then to realize like what if it wasn't actually all for money? Like what if actually what's more important right now is to be present if it's to if it's to heal and what if what's important right now is to just receive again going back to the same lessons and as that came through I was like yeah that feels good <laughs> that feels good I I agree higher self and it, this could also just make me sound like super I don't know money hungry or crazy I'm not it's just that when you're running a business, you're thinking about money very frequently. <laughs> or maybe it's just me, but you know, like I don't have a provider. I don't have a paycheck that's coming in the same amount every single month. I'm making everything happen. I'm doing it all myself, as are you as the business owner. So you know what it's like. And uh, it can, for me, I definitely get stuck in the doing, the going, the launch and make more and do this and make more. But like you do equals make more, you know, do equals money. Uh, and I have not yet fully practiced the art of being and creating money or being and receiving. It's very uncomfortable for me. <laughs> and I, that, that for me is like, that is where I am going towards. That is where I want to be. That is where I want to go. And that's the practice that I'm really committing to now, which is why I've decided to really just like take a step back and um, allow myself to take a break and to not do. Now, please keep in mind, like we literally have our next out to launch launch coming up in the end of October. So 
it's not even like I'm taking like 50 million months off. Like it's coming up super soon down the pipeline, which is why I felt extra off base because we've got two programs running right now, out to launch and out to launch Patreon. We've got the prep for the out to launch launch. And I was trying to catch up on all this stuff and watch a million courses and do my certification and launch the mastermind. Like it was never going to work. It was never going to work. Even if I didn't want space, but it, but it was never going to work. So (laughs) it's very hard for me when, you know, you've got like money on the line and you've got this, that, and the other thing, you, you know, business things that you've planned out and that you have said and you've thought are going to happen to just then change things or to sit back and just like trust. And I have done a lot of practice with trusting the universe uh, as I kind of talked about earlier and I talked about on my Instagram stories. Like I totally did that. I felt like I did that really well when I had the uh, hotel mold because I was like, all right, this is a blessing in disguise. I'm going to find a place better. Like this, you know, this is frustrating, but I trust it's all going to work out. But when it comes to launching or business or things like that, it's super hard for me. And I think it it, it feels like there's a lot on the line. Like one of my biggest goals and once again, something that has been coming up ferociously this trip is to buy a house. Now, I don't know if I'm actually going to buy a house like in the next few months or or next year even. Um, And it might not be an actual house. It might be like a condo first or an apartment first, uh, because in the area that I think I'm going to be in New York, it's very expensive to own a house. Uh, and I am a, by myself with my dog, Ziggy. He's not contributing much. So I don't know if we can afford a million dollar home, but you know, one day. So I have this on my mind. I really, really, really want to do this. And I know it's not going to happen, uh, like, anytime this year I know it's not gonna happen anytime this year especially because I'm traveling this year so I'm just not prioritizing that it doesn't really make sense for me to move when I'm gonna be traveling for the rest of the fall and then it's the holidays um but it's something that as I've been in Paris has been really really coming up for me like I simultaneously have this desire to travel a lot and also have this desire to settle down and completely root down somewhere like I walk by stores and I see cute plates or cute decor and I'm like oh I wish I could buy that I wish that I could just buy that and put it in a home right now but I don't have that so I am feeling this like ferocious desire to settle down like find a place that's mine make it mine fully mine me and Ziggy living it up and I feel that very strongly and for me it's like, okay, in order to do that, you need money. In order to make money, you need business, you need launches. <laughs> and I, I tend to get very stuck in this like one track mind of like, this is how it has to happen. And it's funny because when I was doing some manifestation work uh, over the last few months, I had, uh, I guess learned, I don't, I don't even know if it was something I just like picked up from a video. I feel like that's what it was or someone said it specifically, but Um, basically I'd just been thinking about, okay, well, what if I, instead of manifesting the money for the thing, what if I tried to like manifest the thing? So for instance, I was trying to manifest X amount for a down payment. So I'm just like manifesting the money. Well, what if I just tried to manifest the apartment? What if somebody just gives it to me? You know what I mean? Like it sounds silly, sounds crazy, but like really thinking about focusing on the thing as opposed to the means to the thing. And again, that is very challenging for me. It's not quite how my brain is wired to think right off the bat. And 
it's something it's almost like a habit that I've fallen into where it's just like oh I just think about the money that I'll need to achieve this as opposed to just thinking and feeling the vision that I have and that's where I get myself into trouble I've got that Virgo Gemini in the head situation I need to get back into my body and that's really my my mission my challenge my lesson uh my teacher for now and probably forever but especially I can feel it as we move into the next few months and the rest of this year that that is going to be a huge focus for me And as I sit down for lunch, uh, I'm eating a beautiful gluten-free crepe and I felt the need to journal, but I didn't bring my journal. So I whip out my phone and I take out my notes app and I'm writing out like what's running and what's launching when from what I know for sure is happening in the business. And I'm just trying to get a glimpse into what my life is going to look like for the next year and a half, to be completely honest with you, just to see how it feels and just to really visualize what it is and be able to tell myself, you know, it's okay to take off and be able to see what might be possibilities in the future. I randomly get this thought randomly (laughs) that like talk about a download. Like I always get annoyed when people talk about downloads. Like if you listen to any spiritual people, they'll be like, I just had this download and this is what came through. And you're like, what do you mean? Like, how did that happen? Um, (laughs) Like, what is a download? Like, are you just like, is it so obvious and, and somebody else's voice is coming into your head and telling you this thing? For me, what I have realized is that it's really just a thought that pops up (laughs) that feels momentous. And, um, this thought that popped up, this download that I had was like, you need to forgive yourself for uh, making some of the investments that you have made. And this was so huge because it felt like really just bringing so many of the lessons that I had learned together. And for some context, Um, there's one program that I joined that I don't regret joining, but for some reason, the investment has just weighed super heavy on me. And it's not even the amount because I've invested more than that amount before. It's not even the, I don't even know. I think it's the fact that the amount that it is It is enough that I, when that amount comes out of my account, I feel sort of resentful rather than joyful. Like, I feel like, ugh, I wish that that wasn't coming out and I wish that I could add that, you know, many thousands back into my profit for the month. Like, that would feel so much better than this coming out of my account right now. But I've, I chose the program. I enjoy the program. I have only gotten good things from the program, but for some reason, something is not sitting right for me. And there's nothing I can do about it, like, logistically. Like, I am in the program. I'm committed. There's no refund policy. There's no cancellation. Like, it's happening. It's there. But I always feel this dread around it. And there's that, that I know and have known that that's happening. And then I also was thinking about how I need to close loops. And as I mentioned earlier, the the program that I had purchased many years ago I still haven't finished and I'm like (laughs) feeling like there's an just energetic loop with money that I need to resolve that's sort of weighing me down in all of these ways why am I sharing this because 
you might gleam some insight in your own life as to where this is showing up for you. For me, it's money. For you, it might be money. It might not, it might not be money. Um, but on my stories a couple days ago, as I was going on the train down to the south of France, I was organizing my camera roll. Organizing is maybe the right word, but really I was just like going through and deleting a bunch of stuff because I was out of storage. <laughs> um, and I was like, I need to do this. So I was going through my camera roll and deleting a bunch of things. And as I was going through, I had seen a bunch of screenshots from like when I started coaching um, of things that people would say to me, like mostly like rejections or objections or questions or texts that felt heavy, you know what I mean? Um, from clients or from potential clients uh, that I would screenshot and I would send to my coaches at the time because as like a newbie coach, I mean, these are like years and years old. So like as a newbie coach where I'm still getting used to how to handle clients and how to handle uh, sales and sell pe- sell to people and like get people enrolled in programs and handle their objections. I would screenshot these, send them to my coach and be like, what do I say? And that kind of thing, which is totally normal. I help my clients with that kind of stuff all the time. It's completely normal. Um, however, as I'm going through the camera roll, I'm realizing, all right, these are like open loops. Like these are like things that are sitting on my camera roll, just weighing down the energy of people saying, no, I can't join or no, I can't afford that or that's too much money or, you know, I don't want to continue coaching or any of these things that like aren't a big deal. They like literally those are those rejections. I don't even think about them anymore. They're not a big deal whatsoever. At the time, it wasn't even necessarily that they were a big deal it was that I just, you know, wasn't quite sure how to navigate that or wanted extra support for my coach. So I would screenshot it, send it to her. But having the opportunity to delete those felt so good and felt so cleansing because I was able to just close those loops and not have that somewhat negative energy. Like obviously there's a little bit of anxiety or frustration or anger or sadness or any of those not so great feelings around these Uh, loops and around these messages of getting a rejection nobody wants that right so deleting those felt really good and felt very cleansing and I actually shared that on my Instagram stories and I was like it's Virgo season like we're we are cleansing we are cleaning we're doing that and as this download hits while I'm in the crepe shop I realized okay this is applying to like money and and things I've invested in as well and I have to I am feeling need personally to cleanse and clear and close and so for me what that looks like is uh doing some work around the investment that I'm holding some resentment for um there's probably actually a couple of those that I I don't quite know why I'm holding resentment um but I know I need to work through it whatever it is that's coming up I know I need to work through it and then also completing the program that I purchased so I'm not feeling like I'm holding an open loop of like you paid x amount of money for something that is just sitting there useless like a good chunk of money for something that you're not even doing so for me those felt like two very very obvious places to look to really clear the energy that was keeping me stuck and keeping me from receiving in these specific areas and to open up the channels a little bit further. You know, I've already made the decision, all right, I know I'm going to move forward with creating space. I know I'm going to move forward with doing less. 
Uh, I have the thought in the back of my mind a little bit of like, all right, this is going to change my income projections, but I also know that I could, I can open myself up to receiving in all other ways possible. And there's so many different ways I can receive uh, many things, but especially money in this, you know, context (laughs) that there's many different ways I can receive and like things can Uh, opportunities can come, clients can come in ways that I couldn't have predicted uh, as long as I'm open to it. And it doesn't mean that like my income projections are freaking wrecked forever um, or for the rest of this year and that, you know, things can happen. I just, I don't know what that's going to be and I don't have control over it right now. And that's okay. And that that's okay. That is the biggest thing. But with that, I need to close some of these loops and that's going to enhance sort of my healing process, my receiving process, uh, and being able to really ground down and create the space that I'm striving for. So that was where I left it today. And a couple hours before recording this, I hopped on a call for a new membership I joined um, by the Cosmic Rx, which is such a cool astrology resource for anybody who's into astrology. I joined their membership, the Cosmic Fit Club, because I was really craving connection and community that was outside of the business world and more spiritual. Um, I don't know why. I just was. And so I joined. And they had a full moon circle. And on it, um, some people were sharing. And so I shared a little bit. It was my first time there. And um, the, the coach slash founder, she pulled a card for me and she... And one of the cards, she pulled two actually, one of them was basically just saying like, you need to spend time alone. Like it was about relationships and whatnot and she was just emphasizing the importance of spending time alone. And the other was that which you resist persists. So, and nature is pleasure. So I really walked away from that feeling like, all right, it's time to heal. It's time to allow myself to be with myself and to not fill the space and to not do all of the things and constantly pack my schedule and constantly be doing and avoiding being with myself and avoiding working through whatever the fuck's going to come up and avoiding doing the work, doing the spiritual work, the personal development work, or avoiding you know, like working through even just like the money downloads that I had, like avoiding actually working through that and seeing what comes up because sometimes it's not glamorous or it's not fun when you're with yourself and things are coming up and you have to work through them. And for me, sometimes it's not fun to just be alone all the time. I like people. I like to socialize. It's uncomfortable to be by myself for me. Not for everyone. I know that. But for me. And I have to also learn to live with the discomfort, but also become comfortable with the discomfort. (laughs) Uh, Like, it would be easy for me to be like, oh, I wish I just had a partner. I wish that I was with someone all the time, or I wish I was dating someone who could, you know, be on this trip with me and just create that sense of not being alone and that sense of comfort. But ultimately, it's not about just filling the void. It's about... Well, I guess it is about filling the void, but permanently filling the void. It's, I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, it's not about like putting a cover over the void. It's about filling it with healingness. (laughs) I'm just like picturing like a, 
full of dirt right now and then somebody putting like a pot cover over it and she's being like, yeah, that's fine. That's okay. And it's actually not. It's still like there's like a giant pit underneath it, but you're just pretending it's fine. You can kind of walk over the cover, but we want to like fill in the cover. I want to, we want to do the healing work. We want to heal the old wounds. We want to heal our inner child wounds. We want to do all of that. And it takes work. It takes alone time. It is not always pretty. It is not always fun. It's not always like the money making activity. The glorious alignment is not always that sparkly stuff. However, it's necessary. And that is where I'm at right now. And I am really grateful to be having this the rest of this time here in Paris to be with myself and hang out with myself and create some more space and follow my gut and do what I want to do and have fun and have pleasure and not be forcing myself to work when I don't want to or not be forcing myself to constantly be doing if I don't want to. And so I'm very grateful to have had this uh, all of these realizations. <laughs> oh my god, it was just like one after the other, after the other, after the other. So I know this episode was long, but I hope that with any of the many, many stories that I told on this, that you had some takeaway from it. Gosh, I hope so. Um, <laughs> because otherwise, I don't know, I just talked to myself for an hour and a half and it was very therapeutic, I guess. Um, but the main, the main thing and the reason why I wanted to share this with you is, is so that you can take something away that I've learned, but also so that you can see firsthand, like, this is an ongoing process and it's always going to be an ongoing process. And as a business owner, it's about you. And sometimes this is a lesson that's still hard for me to learn, but I always have to come back to, it is not about the business first. It is about me first. It is about what I need first. And by working on myself, I will be a better business owner. I will be a better coach. I will welcome in opportunities. I will welcome in uh, things, collaborations, money, clients, all of those things by being in alignment. And sometimes the universe has to freaking like throw you for a loop to make you realize you're out of alignment if you're anything like me and you're just like head in the sand going 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 planning all the time but when it happens you will know what to do and it might take some time to do so uh I remember back in February and March I was feeling really really lost and coincidentally I had been looking at my journal because um during our full moon circle we were talking about uh the closing that's happening like the the chapter that's sort of closing this month and so again maddie the the leader of the group she was like look back to the middle of march and see what you were feeling and where you were at and i literally wrote in the middle of march i literally wrote in my journal dear universe to be honest i'm pissed off <laughs> i am really upset that i feel like i'm trying so hard and yet i'm not seeing results I feel like I'm wasting time. Like, I, I have pressure to make money over my head. Like, literally, that is my journal entry. I'm not even joking. From March. And now, as this chapter is closing, now, astro astrologically and literally in my life, I can see it. It is those same things. It, however, back in March and back in February, 
I was looking outward everywhere. Like it was so, I was going inward, but it also just felt so heavy to go inward that I was like looking for tarot readings and astrology readings and going into every like clubhouse tarot energetic reading room and just trying to get answers from the cards or from this, that, or the other thing. And it was so hard for me to just like quiet and listen. And over the last several months, I've been learning to quiet and listen and especially this month, really, really, really being forced to remember to quiet and listen. And with the quieting and the listening comes a more peaceful realization that, yeah, well, while I might feel some of the same sentiments that I wrote of like, I'm kind of annoyed and I'm feeling this pressure to make money. Um, it's not with the same frustrated energy. It's more with a peaceful energy of like, all right, it's okay. I feel that I'm, 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 I understand that this is happening and I understand that I can feel this way and I also can work through it. And I have some clarity as to how and and what I need to work through. And so, can you hear that? It's the Parisian ambulance. Um, and so I feel so much more at ease now. It's been a little bit of stress and anxiety as I've shared, but I feel so much more at ease now. And I'm really glad to have this opportunity on the podcast to share this all with you. So I'm going to stop talking now. I feel like I should probably like wrap this up in some succinct, like beautiful. And so the moral of the story is like, here's the through line between it all. But really, this episode is about a lot of things. This episode is about dealing with anxiety. This episode is about grounding. It's about listening more than anything. I would say if there's any through line, it's that it's that you need to listen to yourself. Uh, that's why we did this series on the podcast this summer with personal development so that you could learn more about yourself. Like I use astrology to uh, help me inform, <laughs> stay informed about how I tend to react or go about things or my, you know, my nature, like those kinds of things. I use human design to help me learn about how I best do manifesting and how I best operate um, in a way that's completely in alignment for me. And some things might feel like they contradict. Like as a Virgo, I'm very go, go, go. That's that's natural for me. But as a manifesting generator, I have to listen to my gut more. And sometimes those two things can co conflict only if I'm not doing the work and I'm not paying attention and I'm not listening. <laughs> you know what I mean? So... It is really helpful to, if you haven't, if you skipped over those episodes or you want to just go over them again, I highly recommend you listen again because they're so, so juicy and um, they really can help you to understand yourself. And this is what we do inside of the mastermind and inside of my private coaching too. It's all about understanding yourself better. So again, go apply to the, any of those things now if you want more information, um, katiezacardi.com slash private coaching or katiezacardi.com slash mastermind or you can just message me on instagram at katiezacardi if you want to talk about it and see like what's the what and what's a good fit for you but that is why we do what we do inside of those programs and that is why it's so important and I want you guys to see like I'm I'm doing it always I'm always always working on this and um sometimes it's a little bit more in my face than others. <laughs> but if there's anything I can leave you with today, it is create space, get to know yourself, get to know what you truly need to thrive, to be in alignment, uh, to be making sure that you are checking in with yourself and you are operating from a place that feels good to you. 
it's not always going to happen. Sometimes you got to course correct. But uh, if you are listening and if you can take some time this week to carve out in your schedule to just listen and create space, do that. It's a great time now to do that. We've got that Pisces full moon energy. Do it, do it, do it. Create space. Take a deep breath. You've got this. And you know the answer. Whatever was coming up for you in this episode that you're like, oh, this is how I feel about that. Or, oh, I'm having this revelation about that thing. You know the answer. You just have to listen. So go listen. I'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Out To Be podcast. If you like this episode, be sure to share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, rate and review it on Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. That really helps us spread the message and get this podcast out to even more women in music. For more information on coaching services, head to katiezacardi.com. See you next week.